This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're live from the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Come see us. Can you feel it? Uh, Two weeks from right now, we will be getting ready for the Utah-BYU rivalry game. I thought you were going to say the pleasant temperature that Tom keeps the warehouse at as opposed to our uh, our normal studios. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, college football is right around the corner. It's time. You know, I, I think it's important for college football fans to pace themselves as they prepare for the season because it's, it's easy to get excited about it, especially a year like this where Utah is projected to be so very good and correctly so, in my opinion. And and BYU is is thinking that they're better, and uh, best quarterback in the state up at Utah State. So so you know there's lots to get excited about, but you can't get fired up a month and a half before the season, right? Because what does that lead to? Just impatience and frustration. But right now you can start to let it build. Let it climb. And You're like, giving I'm the not, permission I'm not for that now. Permission, but you know what I mean. That sounds a little bit like it. Uh, real quick, Gordon, and I want to talk some college football with you. But I, I found this story, and I'm, I'm Utah. The the answer for Utah really surprised, surprised I saw the, me. I saw the same thing. The yeah. most popular football tailgate food for each state. I saw that two days ago, and I I, did, I thought it was a joke. For Utah, Everclear soaked gummy bears. Yeah. See. Uh, that's not true. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, that's not true. Uh, let's see. It says, ah, the old college tradition of waking up at 5 a.m. after uh, staying up till the wee hours of the evening, driving 163 miles to West Wendover, Nevada, to pick up enough grain alcohol. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, they get on, go on making some religious jokes. But anyway, Everclear smo- uh, soaked cover, uh, gummy bears. Surprises me. That's not true. I, I thought it would be something else. I think it's a joke. How is it a joke? They have one here for every state. I know, but Tennessee every, is everyone, everyone's a joke. They're all a joke. I think so. I don't know. I didn't look at it carefully. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that that just surprised me. Well, because it's not true. Well, okay. Everclear soaked gummy bears. Gordon, I think you should write a column about that. Maybe you should what, try what, it. Explain me. What, what's Everclear? It's grain alcohol. Okay. It's uh, it's not like a something you drink to enjoy drinking it. Okay. It's something you drink to to be, what? to get intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, see, that's not. It, true. It's not something like, ooh, I'm just going to have a a smooth beverage. It's yeah. something like, okay, we're going to pour this in some Kool Aid and end up swinging from the chandelier by the end of I, the night. I think someone was pulling your leg. I th- I'm looking right at it. What do you mean pulling my leg? I think it's a joke. I think the whole thing's a parody. Okay. Look at some of the other states real quick. Uh, let's see. Alaska foraged berries. <laughs> okay, this is a joke. Arizona ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, see, it's all just a joke. Arkansas great value baloney. See, I, I, I clicked on it because I thought, okay, yeah, this would be interesting. What is Utah's favorite uh a uh, thing to either imbibe or eat. Okay, so not a, not only am I behind the times, but I also just got catfished. Well, I don't know if you got that, but you, you got you got sort of hijinked. 
I don't. Uh, I I couldn't see that being a real thing down at the BYU tailgate. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they get a little zany up there in Logan. Maybe it's a thing up there. I don't know. I think it was a joke. <laughs> We're getting the head nod from here at the warehouse. All right. So maybe that is a thing. My. Uh, uh, what do they do up in Wyoming? Well, I don't know. Oh, do you want me to? I think uh, I closed I, the story. I, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's probably not pretty up there in Wyoming. But, yes, football is here, Gordon, and I'm glad you're giving everybody permission to finally start getting excited about that's it. That's not how I Some of it. us have been getting excited about it for, for quite some time. Well, that's not what I meant. What I meant was it, it you, you, because you don't want to peak too soon, right? Because you get all fired up a month ago. Well, you could be fired up for a couple of months. What's wrong with that? No, you can't. What do you mean, no, you can't? You now can't. You're establishing rules for people now. Isn't that what you hate? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. But I, I think it's difficult for a human to keep that kind of excitement fueled straight through. Okay, so maybe this is a low-hanging fruit uh, topic, Gordon, but I do I do think it could spark some I- interesting conversation, and I don't think it's nearly the layup that a lot of people think it is, all right? Okay. Who's game number one more important to win for? Utah or BYU? Well, you and I had, uh, I think PK and I had this conversation, or maybe you and I did as well, a long time ago, back before anybody was getting excited for this stuff. But now that we are, I think the argument can be made. Well, let me start with the obvious. The obvious is you would pick BYU because BYU has not won since time began, seems like. And they don't have a conference. Uh, but uh, I, I, you could also argue that BYU, what's another loss to the Cougars? Right. That doesn't really mean anything. Right. And then you say, wait a minute, a Utah fan says, oh, well, loss to the Cougars doesn't mean anything to the Utes either. Au contraire. In this particular season, it does matter because the Utes can be that good. And a loss, even an out-of-conference loss, can do damage to them on a national level in a year where they are being projected to be a player nationally. So the last thing they want to do is start out with a loss. After all this hype? See, I think you're right. Right on the money. As much as I love arguing with you <laughs> over whatever stance you take, I think you're. I think you're right, Matt. I, I don't think it's as no-brainer BYU as everybody else out there seems to think, because of exactly the reasons you're laying out right there. Utah is going into this season with their highest preseason ranking ever, and it's not even close. This is the even oh four oh eight. They were certainly not being talked about as being a top five team by the uh, by the end of the year. They kind of had to storm onto the scene and come out of the blue, even and, for those peak years. And They've there were never co- been picked like this. And to lose out of the gate would yeah. be devastating. There were a couple of years where they rose up to, I think, third or fifth or something, you know, during the season once it got going, In, once it gained some momentum a few years ago. What, right? 2010 with Jordan Wynn when they played uh, TCU at Rice-Eccles? It was a matchup of two... If it wasn't two top five teams, it was close. It was something like that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, this year I think that is different. All this talk that you hear, the smack talk from Utah fans, this game doesn't matter. And every game matters for this particular iteration of Utah. I agree. They, they are that good. Their opportunity is that great. And so, you know, I mean, then the, the following week games are, you know, they have Northern Illinois or something. 
uh, after that. I don't have the schedule in front of me right now. I think that right is now. right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and on top of that, there is the rivalry thing because neither one of these teams nor their fans want to lose to the other. And that goes without saying, regardless of how certain Utah fans want to just dismiss it as being totally unimportant. And certainly for BYU, it's, I mean, those folks probably are so frustrated about now that they don't know what to do with themselves. Plus, and especially after last year, the way that game ended. Plus, BYU is Utah's A non-conference game. That's their best non-conference game. And if they want to be taken seriously on a national level, you certainly can't lose that. And the reputation of the Pac-12 isn't going to prop them up for, I mean, see a previous conversation we had today. Whether it's fair or not, the reputation of the Pac-12 is not exactly the SEC. But uh, the, the, the biggest argument for, to be made on the BYU side of things is um, Kalani's record against not only Utah, but against his rival schools and schools mm-hmm. that he should not be getting dominated by. Now, I'm not saying lose because there's no shame, obviously, in losing to Utah. But if you're BYU and you're you want to be considered a power five caliber team, which is what they want to be, you cannot be getting dominated by Utah, Utah State and Boise State. Right. And his job, it might be on the line. And just the 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 self-esteem of the program is uh, bumming a little bit now. Because they cannot beat their rival in state, and they do a lot of recruiting in state, and they 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 get tired of that whole. Well, the Utes are in the Pac-12, and you're not, you know, and, yep. and that that is used against them on a regular basis in recruiting. So, what do they have to glom onto? Well, look, quote unquote, uh, we beat them, regardless of what conference they play in. That's what the coaches want to be able to say. So there's a usefulness to it beyond just a pride thing. But I, th- I think uh, the, the importance is really divided on this, and that's what makes it so great. That's why this game, the first game out of the gate like this, is so very cool. I love it. I think this is where this game should be played. If you can't play it later in the year at the end, play it in the first game because – there, there is all of this that goes with it. It adds to the excitement of a new season, and so often you start with some dud game that nobody really cares much about. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned, but we are live from the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Tom jumping on the air once again, and Tom, I, I can't believe you, you basically outdo yourself all the time, and today I haven't heard a, a deals like you're breaking out today, maybe ever. <sighs> I've never uh, seen an adjustable king bed, bases and mattresses for fifteen ninety nine anywhere. It's never happened anywhere. Um, in fact, the bases typically cost you that much. So how can you sell it for that much? Usually, cost the stores themselves that much. How can you sell it hmm. for that much? I just had something happen that I've never had happen. I had a customer call. They wanted to speak to me. They spoke to me. They said, what is this deal you just said? And I said, well, it's a king adjustable bed, and, and it's split, so you can be up while your spouse is down, or you're, you could be up while your significant other is down, or they could be reading a book, and you could be down sleeping. Whatever you want to do, it's adjustable. And he said, and it's fifteen ninety nine. 
He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. He said, we were looking, and we've been wanting, and they were $7,000. And I said, you can find them for 4000 to $15,000. And he said, that's incredible. I'll take it. And I said, well, what do you want? He said, well, what's the mattress's choices? And I told him the choices. He said, I'll take the memory foams. And, and he, did, he bought it on the phone. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> the he deal bought, is that good. It's better than that good. Anybody who has ever looked at an adjustable bed, the queen for four ninety nine is blow your mind. It is. It really is blow your mind. But the king for fifteen ninety nine, head up, foot up, and three mattresses to choose from, it's unheard of. It's just the best. How many years have you been doing this? Our family's been in this business uh, 40 plus, almost 50 years. And is this the best deal you think that you've I've ever... never had a king adjustable bed deal. I've had crazy good deals. I can't say it's the best deal we've ever had because I sold a love seat one time for $99 that everybody <laughs> else is $499. Uh-huh. So it's all relative. But as far as an adjustable king bed, it's by far the best deal I've ever done. And you, you know, what, what I love about you, Tom, is our listeners can call the store and say, "Hey, give me that. Give me uh, throw that phone on over to Tom. I gotta, I gotta see what's going on with Tom." And <laughs> you you'll... don't need to talk to Tom. You can talk to Race. Race manages the store. He's worked for us for a long time. We have very capable people. Even Jerome sitting here is capable. I'm not sure of what, but <laughs> Jerome says he has the best jump shot in Salt Lake City. Fact. Best jump shot? He says he shoots better than anybody currently on the Jazz from three. We got to see. We got to see Jerome work. Maybe we need to give him out. Now now I know he's played in a lot of tournaments and he's won the summer games. His team. So. So next time, hey, next time we have the the three on three tournament with the the summer league, and we need a team big show. Jerome's our guy. Yeah, see, I like that confidence too. That's that's well done. No, Team you, Big Show slash the Warehouse. Next year, well, let's lock it in. We're planning on it. Next year, Jerome Team Big it? Show, Team Warehouse. Jerome, do you ever D up? Can you play defense too? All right. He's got the complete game. I like it. I like where we're going here. We're formulated. he's a little bit skinny. <laughs> Are you kidding? Jerome looks like he could pick up my car right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is a Max botch? <laughs> no, oh, he man. could. Uh, I, I think he could get the Sonata up, don't you think, Gordon? Next time I get stuck in the snow, I'm calling Jerome. He probably could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jerome is one of the best delivery men on this planet Earth. Well, and maybe that's something we don't talk enough about, Tom. I love your staff. Everybody down here is yeah. friendly. They're amazing. They always make us feel so welcome, and I know they do the same thing for our listeners. And I know these guys get tips, so if you feel like you need to tip them because they were extra good, feel free. Well, if you're and only... You got, lo- you got a lot of extra money left over because you're getting such a good deal. Yeah, and I that's was a good say, point. And you're only paying 50 bucks for delivery and that's setup. That's a good point. You got a little cheese to throw uh, throw a good tip in there. I like it. Last thing, quick, financing. If you want this adjustable bed, but money's tight right now, we have multiple financing options. Come in and see us. It's only good through Monday. If you want the best deal you've ever heard of on an adjustable bed, come and see us. We'll finance it for you. If you have no credit, let's say you had a medical bill that just messed you up, I can get you approved, I promise, if you have a job and a checking account. We're the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. I like to tell people it's across the street from Home Depot because everybody knows where Home Depot is. Yep. Boom.
1967 South, 300 West. Thank you, Tom. We'll have more of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the warehouse. Come see us, 1967 South, 300 West. Still have some jazz gear for you. Still have a few bees tickets, but I'd recommend you get here quick. want to remind you to join the energy and excitement at Vivint Smart Home Arena. They'll be holding a hiring event to feel, fill a variety of part-time positions for uh, arena events, including jazz games and concerts. The hiring event will take place August the 22nd through the 24th at the Zions Bank Basketball Campus in Salt Lake City. Apply prior to the hiring event at lhm.com slash careers. Under the Vivint Smart Home Arena section, walk-ins will also be welcome during the event. Apply today. And if you work at the arena, there's a high probability you'll be big-timed at some point by either Tony or... (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Not true. Coworker? Not true. Not, 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 true. not intentionally. <laughs> Hello, employee 79432. You might even uh, confuse Tony for an elementary school kid, which happened once. Here's your sack lunch. That Tony got a sack lunch out of. Did he really? Yeah, ask Austin. It happened, uh, what, what, it was a few months ago, yeah, right, Austin? There, there was a big group that was here on some kind of field trip, and they were handing out sack lunches as the kids came through the front door, and Tony walked in with them, and he's always got that backpack on, and they just handed him a sack lunch, and on he went, and he didn't bother to give it back. He just took someone's sack lunch. Why, thank you. <laughs> Those things are numbered, by the way. That means little Tommy went hungry, but hey. But Tony was well fed. Tony wouldn't do that. He did. He he did do that. (laughs) Tony wouldn't do that. Tony did do that. That's pretty funny. Oh, well. It's kind of like taking all the station gear off the table for yourself. A a little bit. A little bit similar, I would say. Just a. Although we don't have the the security footage of Tony doing that. We do have security. Oh, that was a complete misunderstanding. Over the other, absolutely, guarantee you. I know, I know it was. I don't, I don't. I did not need those clothes. I did not want those clothes. I was doing it out of the goodness of my heart. Okay, that I'm not coming. I was uh, gonna, that, I was that gonna, far. I was going to mm-hmm. give that stuff away. I agree that it was a misunderstanding, but you know, somebody <laughs> dumps four hundred dollars worth of clothes on the table, and you just scoop. You don't just scoop them up and take them out of the building because you don't want them. They were pointed at through the glass, as though here these are for you. Take them as you wish. So I did. But the worst part of that whole story was, not the case. was when they asked me about it, they, 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 were, they were trying to entrap me. Because they knew you took it, but they wanted to see if you they were going to be honest, film, honest so about it. So they called me and said, have you seen any of this gear? To which you responded, no. I what said, are you? yes, I, I saw it. It was, it was given to me. I'm so wearing some of it now. No, I wouldn't wear that crap. 
It was garbage. It was not garbage. It, it was, was really uh, nice clothes. It was uh, seriously yeah, like three hundred dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, but it's nothing I would have worn. I didn't like it. So yeah. why didn't you leave it at the station for somebody else to scoop up? Because I was going to give it away. I was going to give it out. I was going to give it to whoever wanted it. <clears throat> but the fact that so they knew of it, they knew it. No, that's true. That so, is absolutely true. Gordon was going to try to trade stuff. it for more gardening I've, work. I've got stuff that I was given back in the day that I've never worn. It just sits there, hangs in a closet somewhere. Okay. Oh, well, proof. Uh, case closed, Perry Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they asked me. And waiting for me to say, oh, no, I haven't seen it at all. And they all had it on video. Hey, Mike Conley talked to uh, Alex Kennedy of Hoops Hype, somebody we've had on the show before. He's very, very good. He made some comments about uh, Memphis, and he talked a little bit about the the jazz. And it's uh, kind of the message that uh, we've been hearing. And and Mike himself uh, said some similar things uh, when he was on the big show with us. But I thought I'd run a couple of these quotes by you, see what you think. All right. Uh, first of all, talking about uh, Salt Lake City in Utah, he said, uh, quote, in the summertime, I didn't realize that it's so hot. And then he laughs. He says, but honestly, it's so beautiful there. P- uh, the people, the fans have just been so welcoming. My family and I really enjoyed ourselves in the two or three weeks we've been able to spend there. Everyone is just so excited. So excited. He, he sounds about like you. He complained about the heat. And this is a guy who spent the last 12 years in Memphis, by the way. <laughs> I know. That's Just hard to believe. pointing that out because it has been scorching hot. It is so much more pleasant here than in Memphis in uh, the summertime. Here's his, uh, his quote about the Jazz. He says, quote, the Jazz organization is top-notch in every way. Coach Quinn is one of the best out there, and we have a really good roster. We have all those in one bottle, so we have a lot going on, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah, see, I mean, he, he really believes that. He's not just saying that. Uh, on playing with Donovan Mitchell, he says, quote, it's exciting to play next to a guy like Donovan because he's truly a special player. When I say that, I mean his willingness to learn and his willingness to want to get better in so many different areas, unquote. I think it'll really be interesting to see what Donovan Mitchell does when he plays next to a high-quality point guard. I completely agree, but I thought that that quote, I thought that that quote was really telling, actually, because and Locke talked about this on our show yesterday when he joined us, and you can catch that interview at twelve eighty thezone dot com. But that if you look at the wings that Mike Conley's played with, they're not. I mean, they're not terrific. Rudy Gay was all right, mm-hmm. but at that point in his career, I mean, he was pretty far from from being an all-star. Uh, he just hasn't played with anybody like Donovan. So I think it would be easy for Mike to talk glowingly about Donovan's game. But what he's talking about there is is his ability to communicate with Donovan and and Donovan's uh, willingness to be open and, and receptive. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really telling uh, about just who Donovan Mitchell is and how he goes about his business. Uh, I think that uh, there were a whole bunch of uh, newcomers to the Lakers who said similar things about playing with Kobe Bryant. Really? Because that's exactly what Dwight Howard said. (laughs) No, Donovan Mitchell is uh, is an extraordinary kind of teammate. And, though you know, Mike Conley apparently is the best teammate in the league, according to the players. And so the combination of the two, you would see them meshing about as well as as can be imagined. 
What do you think about Locke's comment yesterday? We didn't we didn't touch on it too much after he came on, but that rookie Ricky Rubio may suck. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit. I mean, I never thought Ricky Rubio was great. Uh, there were a couple of games he had where he said, "Okay, wow, that looks pretty good." But on the whole, there were so many errors made, so many sloppy plays, uh, and his shooting. After his first year, everyone thought he was getting better, but he never really did. Locke said he might be, and and again, I don't want to, you know, get Locke in trouble here because he did say might and we'll see and those sorts of things. But but Locke said he might be a mediocre backup point guard. Uh, I think he's a little better than that, but his shortcomings were obvious. Well, I think he's a guy who the game maybe has evolved past. Like when Ricky first came into the league, non-shooting ball-dominant point guards were not that rare. Yeah. I mean, Rajon Rondo was at the height of what he was doing with with Boston, right? And that's kind of describing what what he is. I think the game, just with how prominent the pick and roll is, and and specifically for a team like the Jazz, you just can't have a point guard that you have to go under the screen every time. Yeah. And not only that, not only could he not uh, he, he, not shoot, but he didn't finish well either. How many times do you see him miss a layup? He missed a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And he, he, as I often said, you tell me if I'm wrong on this because I've repeated it a bunch of times, but he, to me, he played basketball the way you would play soccer. A, missed, a, 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 a disconnected pass was kind of no big deal. You just run down the other end of the floor. You know, and, and there were critical possessions. I'll call them critical, important possessions that were that were blown because Ricky just made a dumb decision. And did it work some of the time? Yeah, but nowhere near as efficient as I thought he needed to be. Conley certainly seems better suited for what they want. Not to mention, like you were alluding to, essentially defenses just. Left him alone. They wanted him to shoot. Yeah, they just laid off of him and were double-teaming other guys. And that was the problem with the Jazz because they didn't have enough shooters on the floor. And the fact that Quinn Snyder's brilliance could put together enough offense for that team to have done what it did over the last two seasons is pretty remarkable. It's also why I think that Jazz wide-open shot stat is a little bit misleading because a lot of those wide-open shots were on purpose. Right. So I, I expect that, that the Jazz offense will not generate nearly as many wide-open shots as it did a year ago. But don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because it means that they have to guard everybody on the floor. I, this is kind of a strange juxtaposition. But because of Quinn's acumen and the offense he ran, it was clear the impressions that our listeners have of the Jazz are clear. I mean, I bet most Jazz fans could, if you went up to them and said, what do you think are the four biggest problems the Jazz had? They could list them off correctly, just boom, 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 yeah. boom. So isn't that weird that a guy who, who, who did so much, Quinn Snyder, I mean, in putting together a scheme that could, that could achieve, and yet it was simplistic enough, the deficiencies were simplistic enough that, that a rank and file fans could just tell you, analyze what was going on with the Jazz. It's not that complicated. And, as you pointed out, what the Jazz did this last offseason, they essentially went, okay, we got a problem, problem one, problem two, problem three, problem four. 
Take care of problem one. Take care of problem two. Take care of problem they went right three. Right down the list. Right on down to number four, and just check them off. That's what they did, and that's why this this off season was so so tremendous. And I know that uh, there are a lot of fans out there nationally who kind of think the Jazz are better, but the, they're looking at the Clippers and the Lakers and the, the bigger the bigger bank type things. The, the the people who really know basketball are talking about the Jazz as a real dangerous outfit. We're live at the warehouse. Come see us, 1967 South, 300 West. Grab some Jazz gear while you're down here. We also have a few Bees tickets to give away. We'll have more straight ahead on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Ricky Rubio, I think, is in the bottom third or quarter of starting point guards in the NBA. Mike Conley is undoubtedly in the top half, likely top third, and we'll see just how good he can be with the Quinn Snyder system here with the Utah Jazz because he could start climbing those charts significantly. He'll now have quality shooting in the backcourt, quality playmaking in the backcourt, but now you put them all together. I'm curious to see what happens now. His team reached a ceiling, but have we see, seen him reach his ceiling? Yeah. I would say no. Mm-hmm. I would say there's a real chance that we will see the best play out of Mike Conley's entire career this next season. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. May I have your attention, please? You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Everclear soaked gummy bears. It's very true. I accidentally had some last year. Don't try it. Don't try it at home. Don't try it at the game, bro. Gordon, you heard it right there from the open mic. Welcome on back. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Listener right there saying the the Everclear Soak Gummy Bears is absolutely a thing. He said he tried it and doesn't necessarily recommend it. But, yes, that is a thing. All right. It's a thing. But is it the biggest thing? I don't know. They get a little little sideways up there at the the U tailgate. I'm, I'm skeptical. I'll put it that way. Uh, DJ and PK, and, and we don't need to spend a ton of time on this. I think it was DJ and PK. Maybe it was Tony and Austin. I listened to a lot today. Uh, we're talking about a, an SEC school starting to serve alcohol. I think it was Vanderbilt starting to serve alcohol at football games. What do you think about that? You ever given that consideration? Should Utah Utah State? I mean, I doubt BYU will ever cross this uh, <laughs> cross this bridge. But should they sell beer at uh, at games? Well, here, here, I guess there's a couple ways of looking at it. Is there a demand for it? Oh, yeah. Well, then why why not? Um, I mean, I don't drink, but it's America, right? I mean, are they afraid of the student body, the student section? I, th- I are, think. Are they, what? Is it? Well, locally, I mean, locally it might be a little bit different because – uh, folks around here have a different view on alcohol than other places, but I think uh, I think nationally it's been a hesitancy because colleges they're still schools, right? And mm-hmm. should schools uh, be and everybody that, knows that no drinking goes on at any university anywhere in the country. See, I agree with you about the hypocrisy of it all, but I think that's where the hes- hesitancy has been. But uh, now we're seeing more and more schools do it because it's a big earner. I just if if if, thing, if people want it. And nobody's going to get hurt 
doing it, then I guess I think, yeah, it's okay. I actually think a lot of people who who maybe are concerned about binge drinking or those sorts of things, I actually think it would cut down on that, not increase it. Because anything that is readily available would uh, would lose some of its allure or what? No. I mean, I don't know when was the last time you've been to uh, a Utah tailgate or a, a, a serious tailgate, you, you know, where there's some imbibing going on. But a lot of people will really overdo it in the tailgate oh, because okay. they know for the next three and a half hours or whatever, they're not going to be able to – They're not going to be able to have a beer or whatnot. Uh-huh. So it's, you know – Let's drink half of this vodka bottle in the parking lot and then well, go into the game. Okay, well, what's the difference between going to a football game at Rice-Eccles and going to a jazz game? None. And and y- there are surprisingly few incidents at jazz games, at least that I've seen. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say that I haven't seen any because I have. Mm-hmm. But I've certainly seen incidents at football games at all of our stadiums here, drunk or sober. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. So I, I, I think uh, I, I wouldn't have a big problem with that. But as long as underage drinking isn't going on. But see, you you patrol that even more, too, because you've got to check IDs at the point of sale, whereas nobody's checking IDs over in the tailgate lot. Yeah, true. true. You mean you don't go over there and walk Well, around? I mean, I do. Drop obviously. the cup. <laughs> Let me see some identification. <laughs> no, I'm not a police officer, just a concerned citizen. Let me see. <laughs> Yeah, why not? I I agree. I I say why not. Okay, I think so it would why, actually why, but, alleviate some problems. So so what is what is the answer to the question? I think because people are worried about that it's an educational institution. Well, in our state, I know it's actually illegal to consume or sell alcohol on a on a, any sort of public school setting, including college campuses. So we'd have to huh. change some local laws to do that. Okay. But I, I agree with you. I, I think I think it makes a lot of sense, I, I, yeah. actually. I mean, people stay safe and don't do dumb things. Don't get behind the wheel of a car and drive. Uh, don't uh, don't drink irresponsibly. I don't drink myself. So, I, I mean, I don't it wouldn't affect me at all. I don't think. But as far as other people enjoying a game, I yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with anyone at a, at a jazz game. All right, we are live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Come on by and see us. Our good friend Tom joins us once again. And, you know, it's been another great day of blowing minds, Tom. I'm still stuck on Gordon's deal. My wife says I have a drinking problem. But is (laughs) drinking diet Dr. Pepper really that big of a problem? Yeah. I I thought you were going to go airplane and... Where you Dump you spill, uh, yeah. Which any time I have a cup of coffee, I have an issue with. Uh, but no, so, I think you're good, Tom. So I think a, you're good it's, with it's diet, diet, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Doc, it's my go-to. Yeah. Everybody needs something. Uh, I didn't. It was. Is Everclear a real thing? Everclear is a thing. Yes. Apparently, it's like it's uh, not fermented turpentine or something. I, what, what? Your brain dead before you drink it. Pretty much for sure after you drink it. That's okay. that's pretty much. The Boy, gist. that sounds yeah. like uh, a worthwhile endeavor, doesn't it? It's <laughs> not really. Let me tell you. I'm kidding. It's uh, it's certainly not. That's one that I don't have to experience not to want to do. Yeah. Indeed, we have something we've neglected all day. I can't even believe it. We've been chatting too much about issues other than. Furniture, 
but we haven't done a Jake or Gordon deal 20% off. Oh, let's do it. Do you have have 20% more to give off of what you're already saying? Any yellow or pink ticket. This is our... The deals that I'm advertising is better than 20% off. So I can't go 20% off the $15.99 king bed. But I've got a sofa that right behind it. Flip that tag over, Gordon. This is made by Ashley Furniture. The normal price is in the corner, twenty three hundred bucks. We have it for twelve thirty nine. You can take twenty percent off of twelve thirty nine. You will not get the twenty percent off unless you mention Gordon and Jake. So this piece of furniture right here, you're taking twenty percent off twelve hundred, essentially. Yes. So what's that amount of math? Hundred and thirty-four dollars twice, so uh, two hundred and sixty-eight bucks off. You're going to buy that for uh, nine hundred and eighty bucks. And normally it goes for twenty, uh, twenty-three hundred and some. For this, this is a quality piece of furniture. And all oh, just yeah. for being a listener of the Big Show. Wow. You have. Let's just do the Big Show. You have to mention the Big Show. Boom. If you don't, you're not getting it. Now. I've had people call again. I, I get off the, doing the spot, and I go over to the desk, and the phone rings off the hook. Queen adjustable bed, yes. It's $499, including an, a memory foam mattress. If you don't want the memory foam, I'll let you have a Sealy Premium for the same deal. That's mind-blowing. You're getting top-line stuff. What are you doing today? Would you, uh, Tom's in a good mood today. I had my grandkids here. They live in Chicago. I'm happy. <laughs> they were here for 12 well, hurry days. Up, hurry 12 on days. To, hurry on down here. Their mom came Tom home from Peru. Unhappy. And they're, they're with their mom down. Uh, they're with their mom and dad visiting the other grandma in St. George. They drove down there today. And I'm missing them a little bit, so to be happy. I'm making deals. I love it. So come on in, an extra 20% off just for mentioning the big show. And we've been talking about these adjustable bed deals. Never have they been better anywhere else. I mean, we've been doing – we come over here quite a bit, Jake, and I always think – in fact, and Tom knows this, I've had my family members come over to buy stuff over here, and I'm not the only one at the station who does this. I I don't think I've ever seen – deals like what you're offering today pretty amazing it's I mean, an incredible day hey and talking about that you know who has the nicest wife who he's on the air with hans oh our boy Scotty? you met jenny jenny's the best man can she, you seriously. believe how nice she is oh she's one of the best people she's alive. nice but yep. don't underestimate her oh i didn't say that she wasn't intelligent yes she is nice uh, she is sharp Absolutely. as a tack yep jenny's the best not we, a surprise that Jenny's We like down. Jenny. Yep. We like Scotty. Hans, I don't know that we like him because we love him. We do love Hans. We love him. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that sounded That sounded like... Well, when I he, did that on when purpose. When he's ripping me to shreds on his show, he's not my favorite person yeah, in the true, world. True, true. Yeah, yeah, right. But okay. most of the time... And you don't like him when Hans. he's doing that, but you love him. But you love yeah. him, yeah. Hans is really huggable. He's a huggable dude. Every lot, time I lot. hear that pie uh-huh. story where the rebar came through the window or whatever that was, did that really happen? I'll just kind of get this that, pie in me. Leave that to your imagination. <laughs> well, Tom, uh, you're the man. 
you always take care of our listeners, and we really appreciate it. Come and see it. us, 1967 South. Again, right across the street. If you need financing, we'll take care of you. Across the street from Home Depot. Got ahead of myself there. 1960 South, 1967 South, 300 West, the warehouse boom. There you go. Thank you, Tom. We'll have more of the big show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We want to say a big hearty thanks, as always, to our friends here at The Warehouse. They are amazing. 1967 South, 300 West. And uh, Tom himself uh, admitted that he might be getting a little crazy with these deals that uh, he rolled out today, which uh, go on through Monday, by the way. You can get it tomorrow, Saturday, or Monday. And that fifteen ninety nine on uh, a King adjustable bed every, cannot be beat. Every time I come in here, he has a deal that I think, even if... Even if you don't need it right this minute, Just take advantage you of should it. take advantage of it now. I mean, you're going to need it sooner or later, so get it now. Get it taken care of. At that price? 1967 South, 300 West. Uh, you getting dragged back out to the links tonight, Gordo? You going to go see if you can get nine in? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't been given my marching order. How'd it yet. go yesterday? What? It was okay. Did you beat uh, Kinahan? No, PK's really, really good. Did she beat Jackie? She's better than PK is. No, she's not. She's good, though. She's got she got a beautiful swing. But uh PK's really good. I I've really I'm I'm proud of him. He has really uh done a nice job with his game. You're proud of him? Yeah. Like a like a proud papa? No, not like that. It's just he he didn't used to be as good as he is now and he, he worked at it. He set it as a goal and he's really, really good. I've got to do the horrible task of uh, going home and packing up the toddler for vacation, which I'm just dreading. Well, but that's part of the deal. Man. Nobody told me before I had kids how much crap you have to take with you when you go anywhere. <laughs> Why didn't anybody give me a heads up on that? You need to uh, do everything you can to keep it at a minimum. I used to love going to the airport when it was just either me or or my wife and me. And we're, we've got one light bag that we're just carting through, getting right onto the plane. We are those people that, that get out of the car at the curb. And we've got just a mountain of crap that we have to figure out something to do. Just to, you know, just to get on the plane. Well, you make it sound like it's not worth it. Go on vacation by yourself, then. That I can't do that. <laughs> well, I could. Might not be a real popular decision. Uh, we've got the movie zone coming up right around the corner. Real quick, Austin, hit us with the poll question. Oh, this week we're uh, we're talking about under the radar movies. Movies you think are underrated that you like and no one else has seemingly seen, and uh, suggest them for us. I had Austin Horton at AP Lizer. All right, don't, don't miss a second of it. That's coming up next. Thanks again to Josh Parcell for joining the show. Thanks to the folks at the warehouse. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Jake, and thanks to uh, everybody out there. We do appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.